0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. We're less than a week away for early voting in the primary elections in the state of Texas, so if you haven't noticed that yet, there's still time for you to get some good information to learn about these things. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And we've been running now for, I think, six years, over 300 consecutive episodes. So excited about it. So you can find us on podcast. You might be watching this live on Facebook. Um, And so iTunes, Sound Cloud, a lot of good stuff out there. Go to our website to see the different platforms that we use. And every week we try to bring a guest and keep things current. There's usually like way too much to talk about, all right, that I don't get to everything. And um, and today may be one of those days because we have a great guest today and a friend of Texas Values, somebody I've got to work with and work alongside uh, for many years in in different, you know, arenas if you will as part of my intro. But I want to get right to that cuz I'm excited about it and a lot of breaking news though. So stay tuned. I'll have some updates on election issues and so on. But Connie Burton's going to be our guest today on the Texas Values report. She is the founder and CEO of the Texan. This is a statewide news entity that has a lot of focus on issues of political nature. But, you know, she did some work before that that you might be aware of. She served in the Texas Senate from 2015 through 2019 and sort of famously uh, took the seat or, you know, won the seat after Wendy Davis, the uh, liberal Democrat senator who we know was a very big uh, abortion proponent and made a name for herself in the Senate and is now making a name for herself leading a wonderful entity, the Texan. So, Connie, I want to say senator. It's going to be hard. Okay, (laughs) welcome to the Texas Values Report. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate being on. Thank you.
0: Well, and that's just sort of me. I'm a formal kind of guy and I like to respect titles and all that kind of stuff, you know, but um but it's been a few years since you've been in the Senate and and you've been busy with some great work and um and I appreciate that and I, you know, I enjoy when I do get to see you. We were joking before we came on the air, you're you know, always a pleasant demeanor and uh, a great smile and a great laugh and uh and a lot of energy, you know. And look, I mean, we don't always see that these days. I'm in a lot of political settings, and environments, and events, and sometimes there's reason to be concerned or upset or like you know worried or distressed. Um, but we do. We we have to laugh at times. We you know, and we've got to be ourselves. You know, this is naturally who you are. But um, I, I feed off of that because I try to have a upbeat uh, demeanor and, and and bring a smile and presence. Um, you know, in in a time period in a climate that. Um, you know, leaves a lot of people with things to worry about. So I appreciate that. I want to spend a good chunk of time uh, talking about the Texan and some issues going on related to what you guys are writing on there. Um, But take us back for a second. Um, 2019, you started the Texan. Uh, I would imagine not, you know, news sources were sort of going down. You know, people were getting cut. You're still seeing that. Uh, Tell us a little bit about this entity and why it's been, it was important for you to get it started
1: thank you so much jonathan um so you know obviously i was an activist uh before i decided to run for the state senate seat um so i've seen politics from an activist level i've seen politics from a you know from the texas ledge perspective um and not only that i've seen media (laughs) <laughs> from those perspectives. So I was one of those that rose up during the tea party movement and, you know, uh, 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 Even though the prevailing wisdom, or I should say not wisdom, because it wasn't wisdom, the narrative was that these people in the Tea Party movement were, you know, what, um, racist, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was just somebody who had, and many of us, most all of us, were just people who who had voted Republican all our lives. But all of a sudden started seeing when we had at least at the national level, um, you know, all three, uh, you know, the presidency and and Congress that we were still growing government and it didn't rise up with Obama. It actually rose up before Obama took the presidency. And so, you know, I saw how the narratives were pushed in media when I was an activist. Then when I was a candidate, I saw the narratives from the media. And then when I was an elected official, I saw the narratives from the media. And so it was very frustrating to myself and my husband, you know, as it was as it is for so many um, citizens in the country and particularly Texas. And we had always wondered why nobody is stepping into this arena that just does what media is supposed to do. And that is report the facts and allow um, those who are reading the information to develop their own opinions. And so um, we, unfortunately, I unfortunately lost the Senate seat the year of the Beto election. And, you know, while it is absolutely uh, a lot, my loss, You know, the media that year was even more outrageous, if you can even imagine that. Um, It was Trump on the ballot. It was um, Beto on the ballot. It was this perfect storm of hatred and narratives. And it was just, it was, um, you know, an election cycle that took uh, Texas, we really took a hit. And so after that election cycle, my husband looked at me and said, you know what? If nobody else is doing this which clearly nobody else is because it's been many years now um we need to do this we need to step into the media market particularly in texas who is a majority right of center state and yet all the media that we have in texas is decidedly left of center politically
0: at least if not further right Uh, we're, we're talking with connie burton former State Senator from the Tarrant County area now runs. The Texans started this entity, an online news source. They got a lot of other things they do, not just um, sort of your core stories. And before we continue the conversation, though, I want to, I'm going to do this. If you're watching on Facebook, share this feed, this video, put it into some groups and some chats. Let's get more people involved or exposed to the conversation. So, you know, look, I I remember that election cycle and you know, there was some statewide people that almost lost that were Republican. There was some very thin margins. And I also remember a speaking of the Tea Party, I spoke at a Tea Party event at the state capitol. It was in a, I think uh, I think it was on tax day in April, and I was doing some work at the Capitol. I was inside like the entire day almost. And so I, they said, oh, come around lunch. And so I walk outside and there's like 5,000 people on the south steps. And I was right. like, wow, what a showing. And I went out there and I gave a little speech and, um, you know, just really enjoyed it. But, you know, that was a really important time period. And look, right. I mean, we're now, what, 10, 12 years from that and there's still some of those same concerns and the reporting's been a big part of it. You know, I really enjoyed your news source because I've been in the Austin area since 2008, okay? And, and our office is across the street from the Capitol. Some of those news entities are in some of the buildings that we've been in that, you know, and and, and I try to be friendly and professional about it, but it's hard to not see some of that and, and just know that it has an impact. That's one of the reasons why we do this show every week and podcast, just to have a little bit of time where we can get our message out there. But, right. you know, um, you jumped into, a, you know, an area and a field that could be easy to sort of get eaten up and, you know, chewed up and spit out, and even from a business perspective. And so, um, but it looks like you you guys have figured something out, and you're doing pretty well, and people are appreciating that. Tell us how your business model works uh, for the Texans.
1: So, you know, we do have one of the hardest business models to be <laughs> successful at. I will tell you, and we knew that going into it, but we did a lot of research. And, you know, as you mentioned, m- media organizations are not doing well. Um, they're laying off, their employees are um, forming unions. Um, you know, it's it's not good in the media market. So what we decided is my husband and I fund started this organization we fund this organization um you know we are the backers of it we and no one no one else is now with that we are a subscription based uh news outlet so what we're the the plan is and the direction that we're going is you know while we're funding it to get it up and off the ground and to be successful we are hoping and we're getting and we're being very successful at getting uh, subscriptions that will one day completely take over. And so it's the subscriptions that will drive yeah. this organization and that will allow us to grow even more into more local communities, which is really our goal. Cause so many, when I go, when I travel throughout the state of Texas, not only do we report on the Texas ledge, which is so important, but we report as much as we can at the local level, yeah. but we're still a young organization and we certainly can't get all over Texas. And so the more subscribers we have, have, the more that we can uh, get locally uh, for these people who don't have any local newspapers anymore. Yep. Um, and so that's our goal.
0: So on Twitter or X, I guess, at the Texan news, the website is the Texan news. If you want to check out some great articles, some great reporting, let's talk about that team. Okay. So on average, or, you know, I mean, how many people are out there? I mean, I, I seem like I run into some new names uh, quite frequently, uh, covering a lot of stories. I mean, you know, how many folks you got out there that are um, chasing stories down and doing some of that great work?
1: So it's it's interesting because our everybody says, "Oh Depends my on gosh." on what day. We have like 10 of us. Yeah. There are 10 of us at the Texan. So, but it's just so amazing because we put out as much content, if not more, at different times than the Texas Tribune, which is an Austin based uh, political news organization. And I don't That's know. That's on how my many- bingo
0: card, by the way. We'll get back to that.
1: Okay, okay, good. Um, but they are a much larger organization than us. So I always uh, claim that our team is a lean, mean, fighting machine. Uh, and they are just out there. They're getting the stories. You know, we have um, we have an editor and a, a senior editor and an assistant editor in uh, in Austin, as well as Brad Johnson and yeah. um, Rob Lausius and Cameron Abrams and Matt Stringer. Um, we have Holly Hansen, who is in the Harris County area yep. uh and, and reporting on all things Harris County, which you can Oh my gosh. It's just, I say that every time I go to speak, it's like, oh my gosh, if you think uh, Travis County is messed up, you should go, you should read Holly's uh, articles on uh, Harris County. Then we have Kim Roberts, who is up in North Texas. We also have uh, Seth Moorhead, who is also in North Texas. And so um, they're just doing a fantastic job. um, And we're so, I'm just so proud of them. They're just uh, putting out the information that people want. Like I said, we can't get to everything. And people come to, all of us all the time with more and inf- more stories yeah. and, and, and that, that goes to show uh, how much they trust us and uh, know that we'll, you know, just report the story. Um, so that says a lot um, that we are getting the stories that, um, you know, when we first launched, maybe we weren't, um, but, uh, you know, we can't get to everything and that's the unfortunate part of it. You know, there's just so much out there to report on. So of course, again, the more subscribers we get, the more we can grow, the more we can get into the more local areas and report on so many stories that are getting, that are not getting reported on.
0: No, you're, and look, I have, you know, been running a business, if you will, our nonprofit organization, you know, since 2012. And, you know, it's, um, The state is a lot to cover, you know, and we are a statewide organization um, because we do, we'll go wherever we need to go. But, you know, 254 counties, um, 1,200 school districts, over 1,500 cities, you know, um, but having that goal or knowing, you know, you're in some of the bigger markets and allows you to cover a lot of space from that where a lot of people are in the rural areas, they're getting their, you know, news, but now it's online. I mean, you know, it's a different dynamic, but you mentioned the Texas Tribune, you know, they didn't even exist really when I started in this work, they haven't been around a long time, but very quickly, you know, added a lot of people and, you know, seemed to have a huge influence. And and let me back up for a second. I want to mention too, as it relates to the Texan, not that I would expect anything different, but the professionalism of your team has been so important, right? Because in, in these days, everybody's sort of a blogger, right? And and who knows what's right. the truth? And so, um, having someone who's really sort of involved, and in, I guess you know what used to be called hard news, right? Trying to really report. Uh, the information, but also being sensitive to the fact that there shouldn't be some spin or some, you know, liberal bent on it, you know, sort of maybe trying to counter that, but really, uh, you know, doing work as reporters. I'm going to mention one in particular in just a minute, but the Tribune, you know, they've had their issues. I mean, they're kind of the big dog, and it seems like, you know, they've lost a few people, and you know, who knows what's going on there. Um, And, uh, you know, I try to get along with some of those people, uh, but I don't always agree with the way they report, but, you know, they're out there, and so here comes the Texan though. Right. And I I think, you know, whether you want to consider yourself rivaling or whatever, I, I do think you're offering an alternative to them that people are looking for.
1: I, I totally agree. And, and you know, I think most people probably suspected, because I, I am a conservative Republican, um, they probably suspected that we would come out guns a-blazing and doing the opposite. Sorry
0: you would never that. be like the, that, wouldn't you? You'd never come out guns blazing. Why would they think that about you? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, that's true because I am like that on a personal level, right? And that's fine, um, but that's not what the media should be. Yeah. The media should not be that. And, you know, while we have many uh, organizations and people out there who claim that they are, you know, um, I don't know even know if they claim they're unbiased, but they try to get the information out, but they have an agenda, yeah. Um and and you know it's it's to promote something or someone and so you know they either don't report something or they report it in a special light that's not what the Texan is at all. Um, I only what I want is for us if for that not everybody read a story about. Uh, You know, if you're pregnant, pregnancy being called, excuse me, abortion being called reproductive health care. No, that is such a not reproductive health
0: care. Just those kind of things. Just wording things accurately, right? You know, using the word they sometimes, like for transgender. And you're like, you're reading an article, and you're like, I don't even understand, you know, what's being talked about here. But and it's and and I think you know, many of us feel that way when you see some of that other language being use, you feel like the reporting entity is sort of playing in to that liberal narrative or whatever. And so they've, you know, instead of just, you know, a black and white article, if you will, and something simple, you know, they're sort of perpetuating that by using some of this language, you know, not wanting to call a baby in the womb a baby or, you know, say that they had a heartbeat. I remember there was an article, they were gotten to all this discussion about trying to prove to people that, you know, that you know sound that you hear when you have an ultrasound it's not really a heart and, and we're like i mean the the bending over backwards is just anyway right. don't get me started on that right. but but right. that point alone that's what I is do important need. Yeah,
1: that's you know, so we that's what I mean by that is it's we just want the the language to be to 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 explain what is going on that when you when you have a story and you talk about reproductive health care for women and you're including abortion or you're really talking about abortion. Well, that that's actually abortion is an activist language. Reproductive health care for abortion is activist language. And and it gets and it confuses people, particularly think about what I always say when I'm speaking about what we do. Um, You know, I'm in different areas and I'll say, you know, particularly those who are new to uh, politics and particularly um, females, if they're hearing, you know, oh, Republicans are against reproductive health care. Well that paints a very different yep. picture for that young woman than it does, you know, that they are targeting, uh, abortion for instance, you know, so we're not trying to, again, we're not, try, we're not the ones using activist language. We're the ones using the proper language so that people understand the issue at hand so that then they can make their decision and then they can argue on a, on the actual facts in front of them. Well,
0: I, um, I, I always chuckle reason. and if not get irritated when. When I'll see the so-called, like the liberal media will write something like the so-called. They did that a lot with the Texas heartbeat law. The so-called Texas heartbeat law. We're like, that's what it's called. What do you mean the so-called? I mean, I think it's even in the statute that way. It's like, you know, I mean, and and it's just sort and, and at least they're at least saying the Texas heartbeat. So I'm trying to like, okay, we kind of had a half win there, but. Um, right. So let's talk about some issues, though, because there's been plenty to report about this year. Some things that you can draw from, I imagine, or you've got some experience with. Um, you know, look, a lot of—I mean, we're in the middle of a very busy election season. I mentioned that at the start, that early voting starts next week on Tuesday, Fe- February 20th. For people to know, main election day, there's two, two, about two weeks of early voting, and then main election day is Tuesday, March 5th. We're in a presidential year. So it's not just about what's happening at the state level, but there's some really active primaries, particularly on the Republican side, because of some things that happened last year, right? We had a legislative session. We had some things that didn't get passed, like school choice. We had an impeachment trial and vote in the House and in the Senate. So you've got some different moving parts in this election season. And, um, you know, I think, the, you know, with that, a lot of that being your focus, plenty to write about. Um, so we, and, and here's how I see it, right? you got uh, Governor Abbott is out there because his concern about the school choice issue, right, that he's been involved in some elections and, you know, even right. going against some incumbents. You've got the um, lieutenant governor primarily focusing on the Senate. There's not really a lot of races that are up. There's one up in North Texas um, where there's a primary challenge. But he's also sort of, you know, getting involved in maybe some House races. And, I mean, it appears or it looks like he's showing some support of David Covey against the sitting Speaker of the House, right? I mean, talk to me about some of these, you know, and then you've got, of course, Paxton that is supporting people that um, are running against people that voted for impeachment, and there were a lot of them. um, You know, talk to me about how you see all these different things playing out or or the different lines. Sometimes they're all on the same page, but it's kind of— I don't know (laughs) that we've seen this before.
1: I was going to ask you the very same question, Jonathan. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, I, I'm just on uh, every day. I'm absolutely amazed by what is going on, on the Republican side of the aisle. And frankly, I got to tell you, I know people will have a completely different perception of this than I do, but I frankly think that all this, um, Warring and while I get it and I understand it, been there, done that, uh, this uh, public warring that's going on in the Republican party at the state level is very dangerous I'm very worried about it you know it's one thing to disagree and to work behind the scenes and whatever you want to do it's another thing when you make it as public as it is uh you know even though everybody thinks that the state has always been a Republican state it has not been it's
0: barely been a Republican state that's what, right. am i right that's 2003 right. was the first time we elected a Republican speaker Speaker of the House? I mean, right. that was just yes. 20 years ago.
1: That's correct. And everybody thinks, oh, it's never going to happen. And it's like, oh, yes, it is. And frankly, my take, which will bring a lot of guffaws from a lot of people. Start up, is- Connie. Yeah. Is that all of this public and you know I want to say a word, but I'm not going to say it. Something show uh, that's going on on the Republican side is not good, Um, and I think frankly that's what's going to take us down if we don't get our act together. Uh, And and right now, obviously, I'm speaking as a Republican. Like I said, you know, I am a conservative Republican, and even though I own the Texan, and they very much are, you know, a, a report from a perspective of just reporting the well, news. Well, I mean, you you um, might even
0: say, though, business is good. There's plenty for you to write about. You know, that's right. That's exactly right. I mean, maybe you're so not always I'm, happy about that, but I'm just saying yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, you know, for the average person trying to follow these lines, we're talking with Connie Burton, former state senator from Tarrant County, North Texas area, the CEO of The Texan. You can find there, this news resource, thetexan.news online, um, you know, A lot for people to figure out, well, who should I be voting for, right? What's the issue, and is it really about the issue, or is it really about somebody's personality? What are some principles? There's a resource we have, freevotersguide.com, where it's a spectrum people can look at and figure it out without telling people who— to vote for, um, but there's Perfect. been a lot of activity. I'm hoping that results in more people coming out and getting engaged and not being discouraged because I know that's probably part of your concern, you know, with that's a lot right. of the, that infighting. And, um, and, you know, not to take for granted, you know, um, our state and sort of some of the gains or things that have happened that have reflected our values. I want to mention, too, before we run out, run out of time, just a, a nice compliment to your team Not just about writing articles. You got a podcast and and probably some other things I'm not aware of. Y'all did an event uh, last session. But, you know, this podcast by Michelle Slaughter, and I forget the member of your team that did that. Was Matt Springer? Yeah, was strong because, look, and I'm a lawyer, and this was about the Court of Appeals, Court of Criminal Appeals opinion um, about an election issue related to the Attorney General's power. A lot of people probably heard it. But um, just from stepping back and going, let me listen to this and see, it was very deep. It was long. There was a lot of detail. Maybe some non-lawyer types wouldn't enjoy it. But I appreciated that this is an issue that needed that kind of discussion so people had yep. a little bit more information to chew on uh, any particular feedback you guys have gotten on that one um, as an example, I thought it was great work.
1: That's why we, I think are so good at what we do and not we so much as the team is, is because they, they truly are like, okay, what is going on here? This is yeah. what we're hearing. You know, is this true? Let me go out. Let me find, let me dig some here, you know, and if there, and so that's exactly what happened in that situation. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things being said about that opinion, uh, which by the way, was a majority opinion. I think it was what, it eight, was to, eight one. to one. It
0: was, yeah,
1: right. It was a majority opinion. And yet there's a lot of people out there balking about it. And yet, you know, it's like, okay, do you really know? We didn't know, you know. (laughs) I mean, these are things that are not out there in front of everyday Texans normally, right? These Supreme Court um, opinions. And so uh, Matt Stringer said, you know, he wanted to look into this and uh, talk with um, Judge Slaughter and, um, you know, had a great conversation with her. And it helped explain to not only me, but everybody what exactly was going on. Everyone can agree or disagree or, you know, on it. Um, But boy, does she lay out a case for... Yeah,
0: but as a result of it, the average person has more information. And sure, you know, it's Michelle Slaughter, so she's going to kind of say, this is my opinion or this is my view. But I do think she tried to walk a line to say, listen, this is, you know, how this process worked. There was a lot of detail, a lot of background, and mostly it was really her talking and and Matt sort of just setting up with a couple of questions and he did a really good job of that. But, but the bigger thing here I saw was this was a relevant topic Right, that that is a part of what's going on in this current election cycle, and so what a valuable piece of information for people to look at. And I think people have probably seen a lot of what the attorney general's seen. He's done. He's been on Tucker. He's had his different platforms, and so to allow people, okay, you know, let's. I want to listen to this on an issue that probably most people wouldn't think. Let me read a court of (laughs) criminal appeals opinion and listen to a podcast on it. So I just thought the timing and the uh, the instinct to know, hey, let's you know. Let's put something together on this. And to your point, people decide one way or another. At least they've got more information to draw from. Right. And it's right. not Michelle Slaughter getting beat up by the liberal media and throwing all kinds of, you know, questions at her that are, you know, that are taking her in different direction. And so, anyway, we're about to run out of time. But I—so um, I see a lot of those things from my vantage point. Maybe the average person doesn't. So I see the Texan continuing to really add more value to the space that a lot of you us know. are in. So I'm glad y'all are in it. That doesn't mean that, you know— I don't look at all the different articles that y'all um, put out there, sure. but I know y'all cover some of our stuff. And even if y'all don't, I know I, I look at the professionalism of it and I look at the relevance and I look at the hard work trying to get around the state. Um, and getting to some articles that, you know, the Dallas Morning News, they wouldn't even cover, right? Ha- and, exactly. and so you wouldn't have even heard about these issues if the Texan didn't exist. And I think we're going to see more of that. All right, we got such a great discussion. I'm just about out of time, so I don't want to be rude and cut you short. But I do want to <laughs> end on the new grandbaby, okay? We're a pro-life <laughs> group and show. Tell us about the new grandbaby before we close out
1: so we have a second granddaughter her name is elise claire is our first granddaughter um and she's a three, a little over three. And Elise was born at the very end of December and we could not be happier. They're adorable. Um, Claire is being a great big sister and Elise is just being a sweet little baby and we couldn't be happier. So (laughs) thank you for the shout out for me being able to shout out for my granddaughters. Absolutely.
0: No, look, I mean, we're through and through. We got a new great website too called Love Them Both where a lot of the focus is on being pro-life is loving the mother and loving the child together, some great resources for women and so on, but always want to get those shout outs in there. And so listen, I know you got a lot of work to do busy season for you and many of us. Thank you for taking time today. And we're so glad that we had Connie Burton as our guest today on the Texas values report. Thanks Connie.
1: Thank you, Jonathan.
0: Okay. I don't have a lot of time left. Let me do this. Early voting starts next week, Tuesday, February 20th. Two weeks of early voting. Main election day, March 5th. So check out um, our website. Check out the the website we have for voting to freevotersguide.com. I'm going to be going around the state talking about what churches can do. And I think I'm probably way over time because my timer's not working in here. But I'm going to conclude in just a minute. Freevotersguide.com. You want to check out that website to get a lot of great voting information Some of the many reasons why you should consider supporting us. I know it's February. We need donations every single month, not just in December. So go to txvalues.org. Make that tax-deductible donation today. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.